Welcome to r slash Petty Revenge, where OP exposes a lying cheater to his entire family. Today's episode is sponsored by Honey. I don't know about you, but I do literally 100% of my shopping online. Because of COVID, I pretty much have to shop online because, yeah, I don't want to catch COVID and die. But on top of that, I read stories for a living, so I can't afford to sound like this for three weeks straight. Don't you hate it when you get to checkout and you don't have a code to put in that little promo code box? With Honey, you never have to leave that box empty. Honey is a free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and automatically applies them to your cart. For example, I buy a lot of audio equipment and I just saved 15 bucks on a microphone with Honey at checkout. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out. It's literally free and installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast. I'd never recommend something that I don't use. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash r slash. That's joinhoney.com slash r slash. Our next Reddit post is from Street Blackberry. Many, many years ago, when I was in my early 20s, I was engaged to a guy who was, well, not the best. He was a man-child who would refuse to talk about anything other than himself, video games, and football. I had severe self-confidence issues and stayed with him because I convinced myself I was lucky to have one person who loved me. I never thought that anyone would. Because of this, we did everything that he wanted and never what I wanted. He picked the movie, where we went on date night, where we went on vacation, etc. At the very least, I was close to his mother. We got along great, so much so that we often went out together. When my boyfriend proposed, she was thrilled that I was going to become her daughter-in-law. Unfortunately, after we got engaged, he started acting weird. He got super secretive about his phone and suddenly started going out multiple nights a week with the boys. Then he started canceling our date nights to go out with the boys. When I tried to talk to him about it, asking if he had forgotten about our plans, he yelled at me and told me that I was being controlling, so I backed off. At first, I was in denial. I told myself there was no way that he would cheat. He had proposed. He wanted to spend the rest of his life with me. Why would somebody propose and then cheat? But eventually, I broke down. While he was asleep, I got into his phone and Facebook account where I found sex messages with multiple women and nudes from multiple women. And worst of all, recordings of him sleeping with other women. I was devastated. I confronted him about it and he screamed at me. He told me that I had invaded his privacy and it was controlling behavior like this that made him cheat. We broke up and he moved back in with his mother. He made a big deal about how noble he was for letting me keep our little flat, even though I paid for most of it. The moment that his mother heard about our breakup, she came rushing to make sure that I was okay. I didn't have the heart to tell her the real reason that we broke up, because I knew that she would come down on him like a ton of bricks. My boyfriend's father had cheated on her, and so she always tried to instill in him and his siblings to never cheat. So I lied and told her that we had just drifted apart. I got a snotty message from my ex, clearly not happy that his mother went to me first instead of him. He had accused me of being controlling, that I had manipulated his mother into rushing to me instead of him just to spite him. He was her son, so why would she come to see me? I foolishly apologized and said that she just turned up. A few weeks roll by and I'm slinking into depression. 
Then I get a series of nasty texts from his mother calling me a whore and other choice names and how she can't believe that I betrayed her precious boy. She tried calling me, but I don't answer the phone because I'm terrified of what she'll say. It became clear that my ex told her that we broke up because I cheated. Probably in revenge for her coming to see me first instead of him. I was fed up with this and devastated, so I sent her a text explaining that's not what happened. She confirmed that her son had told her that I had cheated with multiple men. Why would her son lie? Why would I hurt him this way? Now, her baby was scarred for life. My anxiety melted away, leaving only anger. I still had all the evidence of his cheating backed up on my laptop. I sent it all to his mother. Every text, every sext, every nude, every conversation with women confirming that he'd been out with them and stayed the night at theirs, etc. Also, every video that he made with them. I did send the video separately, warning her about the explicit content, and I censored the photos as best as I could. A few hours went by. Then, she tried to call. I was too scared to answer. Then she sent a text apologizing for what she said and promised me that she would deal with, in her words, her lying sack of shit of a son. A few days went by and my phone blew up. This time it was my ex, furious that I had told his mother. It turns out that not only was his mother mad at him, but so was most of his family. His sisters were mad at him. His grandmother was furious with him. Even his dad, who, remember, had cheated on his mom, said that he was disappointed in him. How dare you tell her that, he texted me. Now she's saying that I have to apologize to you. That's not fair. It was then that I had an epiphany. I knew I was done with him, knew I deserved better. I calmly replied that he was the one who lied. I told his mother that we had just drifted apart. He could have left it there, but he chose to be petty. I told him, you are the one who caused this. You are the one who cheated. Then I blocked his number. His mother invited me out one last time so that we could enjoy a meal together. She apologized again for what she said and wished me the best. She then broke down all the good qualities that she saw in me, all the positives, and told me what a good person I was. And she told me to find somebody who was worthy of me. I burst out crying. That was a much-needed wake-up call that helped start me on the long road to gaining self-confidence. Her son, on the other hand, got the scolding of a lifetime from his mother, grandmother, sisters, father, and even his stepmother. Some of his friends even told him what a douchebag he was being. His mother made him pay her back for all the deposits she'd made for our wedding venues and vendors. The cherry on top, though, was whenever he made whiny posts online about how unfair it was or tried to say that it was my fault, his family and some of his friends chimed in to correct him and remind him exactly why he was suffering in the first place. It's been over a decade since then. I'm happily married to a wonderful, supportive man with three beautiful children. I still look back at that moment in life and laugh at how my ex could have avoided all of this if he had just kept his mouth shut and not acted like a petulant child. Oh my god, what an idiot. This guy has a mom who was cheated on and sisters and he decides to cheat? Like, come on, dude. What do you expect? Of course your mom's gonna blast you. Why wouldn't they? Because you deserve to be blasted. Anyways, OP, I'm glad that you're free of this guy because he was showing textbook abuser behavior. And to all my listeners out there, I mean, I've read 
thousands and thousands of Reddit stories. The one commonality that you always see in cheater stories is when they become overprotective of their phone. When your partner suddenly gets super protective of their phone, I'm sorry, but they're cheating on you. Our next Reddit post is from Magnus40. I was traveling from Edinburgh to London by train and I had booked a window seat with a table. I got on the train to find four guys sitting at the table. The guy in my seat that was clearly marked as booked refused to move because he was with his friends and the train was packed. The ticket collector came through and I asked him for help. He asked the guy to move, but he refused, and somehow that was that. So what now, I asked. You can find another seat, but I have no power to move him. Only the police can move him and they won't turn up just to have someone out of a seat. There were no seats free in the carriage and probably not many free on the train, so standing all the way to London was a possibility. I said, okay, I guess I'll go find a seat in first class then. The ticket guy said, you can't sit there, you don't have a booking. Well, you could call the police to move me, but apparently they won't turn up to move someone who's sitting in the wrong seat. I had a lovely trip with power to my laptop and a wide, comfy seat. Also, OP, don't forget that because someone stole your seat, you can probably claim that ticket later and say, hey, so someone stole my seat, can I get a refund? And I feel like they'd probably give it to you, right? Our next Reddit post is from Varek. For context, this happened at the beginning of quarantine in the US. I have two roommates who are dating. When I first moved in with my original roommate, we were both single guys. We were good friends, and it was a lot cheaper to share a house. About six months after we moved in together, he moved his girlfriend in, which was no problem. She was cool and we all got along. Fast forward a couple of months, and quarantine hit. I had to work from home. They didn't, but they were still getting paid. To quote, <laughs> to quote r slash, they were constantly, passionately hugging. I have no problem with that, but she was insanely loud, like I'm talking Lassie from Porky's loud. I told them they needed to quiet down during work hours, and his exact words were, we aren't that loud, quit exaggerating and deal with it. Pertinent to the story is that I'm an IT help desk person, so I was on the phone a lot. One day, while I was on the phone with a client, they started going at it. The client was a young female, and she heard it. She asked me if I was watching adult videos while helping her. I apologized and told her that it was my roommate and his girlfriend. She laughed and said that she understood. I finished helping and hung up. The next day, I got a phone call from my CTO saying a client complained because I was watching adult videos while on a support call. I explained the situation to him and he laughed it off. Thank goodness that he's a cool boss. I told my roommate about it, and he reiterated that she wasn't that loud and to suck it up. The revenge. A couple of days later, on a weekend, they started going at it again. I pulled out my phone and recorded the audio. The next morning, they were both at the dining room table eating breakfast. I looked my roommate dead in the eye and said, You aren't loud? And I played the audio. His girlfriend turned white as a sheet. She apologized profusely, and I haven't heard anything since. Our next Reddit post is from Inverness. I went to a cafe near my office for lunch, and the only space they had available to sit at was the end of a communal table. No problem, I sat at the very end of the table, leaving three other spaces. I ordered my lunch and sat there just minding my own business. A couple of women arrived soon after, and politely asked me if they could sit at two of the free spaces next to me. No problem. Then, when I was just starting to eat my lunch, two other people arrived to join them. There was only one other free seat left, so what did they do? 
Yep, they asked me to move somewhere else. The cafe is full, I'm in the middle of my meal, and I was here before any of them, so I politely refused. Now they're carrying on about how selfish I'm being, taking up the entire communal table when I'm only one person. They're watching me eat, willing me to finish and leave. F them. Once I'm finished eating, I'm going to order a coffee, linger over it, and then order a slice of cake. Down in the comments, we have this story from Homicidal Goldfish. When I was a server, I had a guy sit in the last available table in my section. He was so nice and polite, and totally understood that we were crazy busy. He orders, and just as I put his order in, this group of two women walks in, walks past the host station because they saw their friends in a booth, which happens to be next to the single guy. These two Karens decided that the single guy just had to leave because they wanted to be next to their friends. Their friends were sitting at a foretop, so the two girls weren't going to fit in the friend's booth, and there is no way in hell that I was going to block the walkway by placing two chairs at the end of the booth because that's a fire hazard. Anyways, they pissed me off, so I told the two Karens, I'm sorry, but we're packed and we have a wait list. You need to go back up front and wait like everyone else. You would have thought that I just kicked a field goal with their kitten with the look they gave me. The single guy was going to cancel his order and leave, but I said, no sir, you stay where you are and take all the time you need. I made sure that he stayed a while. I gave him a free side salad, that way he had more to eat. When he finished, I gave him a free dessert. My other server friend and I always washed each other's backs, so she made sure his drink was always full when I couldn't. We had a newspaper behind the counter, so I gave it to him to read. He knew what I was doing. He thought it was funny. He said that he would pay for the free stuff, but I told him, Oh no, just pay for the meal you ordered. You're doing me a huge favor by sitting here because there's no way in hell that I want them in my section. Their friends, surprisingly, didn't have the guts to say anything to me. By the time the Karens got sat down on the other side of the restaurant, the four top were leaving for their movie. That guy became an awesome regular, and he always tipped a lot as well. Our next Reddit post is from Carbon Canyon Design. We lived in Japan for two fantastic years. And one of the things that my kids loved to do was go to Universal Studios Japan. My kids can't get enough of Hello Kitty, and apparently neither can grown adults. Midday at the park, they dress some poor soul as Hello Kitty to come out and greet a horde of fans. That day, there were probably over a hundred people surrounding the mascots. Well, my kids wanted a picture with the huge furry feline, so I sighed, got in the back of the line, and patiently waited. We were finally next in line, when a middle-aged woman dressed in cat attire cut in front of my six-year-old and me. We were shocked and didn't immediately react. Was this grown-up seriously cutting in front of a line of children? Then, before I had a chance to say anything, she turned around and asked me to take her picture with Hello Kitty. I could hear a chorus of grumbling behind us. At this point, I was ready to throw her iPhone into the fountain, but I thought for a second, smiled, and agreed. I took multiple pictures in portrait and landscape modes, each time coaching her for the cutest poses. A few people behind us were gleefully watching over my shoulder as I either put my finger over her face or cut her head off of every single photo. Middle-aged cat lady thanked me and left so she could check the photos away from the crowd. We took our photos with the cat, which turned out great, and as we walked away, we saw the lady angrily scrolling through her photos. The mascot's allotted time was also up by then, so she didn't have a chance to go back and retake her photos. 
Our next Reddit post is from Duke Devil and Official. I was contacted by an obvious scammer the other day. They asked me for $160, and I went along with it. I got their cash app and sent them $1 instead of $160, lulling them into a false belief that they're smart and I'm dumb. They were all like, lol, wrong amount, but I got the $1 you sent. You can send me $159 now and it'll still be fine. So I typed $159 on Cash App, then pressed request instead of send. I'm pretty sure they didn't read it. They definitely just clicked accept instead of decline. And then I blocked the lowlife scammer $159 richer. Well, OP, technically just $158 richer because you gave him one buck. That was our slash petty revenge. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.